You are welcome to the podcast of Dominion Chapel International, the special place. We are a church that believes in pure worship, unadulterated word, and family. Be enlightened as you listen to this message. When you see men, you will not see God. When you see God, you will see the men you must see. This is what is going on in this month of January. When we talk about consecration, we are talking about we deciding to release ourselves unto God and allow the Holy Ghost to do the work that he has been appointed to do in our life. It's like we putting ourselves on the floor and say, Lord, we depend on you completely. Completely. And trust the Lord that he will do that which he has said he will do concerning your life. So it won't be like one of those meetings. No. Every time we meet like this to pray is a moment of encounter. And you must not go back home until you have an encounter. A meeting does not end when we share grace or we share the fellowship. The meeting ends when you have an encounter. When everybody is gone, you can continue to remain until you meet God the way you want to meet him. Praise the Lord. My prayer is that um, you have a testament to share. Not that God gave you something, but you saw God on your inside and became settled in your spirit that the God in you is at work in your life. So I want to share something with you this morning along that line before um, Reverend Pastor will also come in to do much more of the shouting. Praise God. Um, I, one day I said something here that when people grow very old, they dance in their head. You know, he know he knows everything about dancing. He. He, he knows that. He sees the pictures, but he doesn't have the body to carry him. So he dances in the head, and you see him put his finger in his mouth like this. It's a sign that how I wish. <laughs> Praise God. So there are things that we see that we don't act in the strength of how we see and the strength of the fact that we saw something and we heard God. I took my time to stay there. I was working though and also to enjoy how you were praying. A great time. It is a great time. Say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. What does it mean? That people should fear you. 
Is that what it means? That men do not have the right vocabulary to describe who you are. They cannot pretend and to predict who you are. They cannot know your movement. That's the issue about, um, about our spirituality. You know, he said, um, he talks about those that are born again as wind. Not that they are wind, but their operations are just like the wind. You only see the effect. And you may hear the sound, but you will not know where it is coming from and where it is going. I remember some years ago when this scripture entered our spirit, we went mad. I had, I had the propensity to confront witches and wizards. They are my customers. I deal with them with impunity. Because the more they try to know where I'm going, the more confused they become. And that's the time you look at Satan and you say, Satan, God punish you. Why? Because he cannot do anything against you, but he will do everything for you. I wrote a piece some years ago, I said, and the devil blessed me. Is there any blessing there in the life of the devil? No. But you know, he made me know that the glory of God was at work in me. Praise God. Tell yourself I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. It's difficult for the devil to know who and what you are, what you carry, and where you are going. We are the ones who make the devil know that we are afraid. Why must you be afraid of the devil? I said when I was an unbeliever, I didn't fear him. Why should I fear when I'm a believer? I said as an unbeliever, I did not fail exams. Why must I fail exams now that I'm a believer? Everything must be better than what you used to be. In fact, extraordinarily advanced. Much more than what you knew before. If you know the stuff that you are made of, you walk in confidence and with confidence. That is all we want to achieve now. Not to boast, but to glorify God who made us in such unique dimensions with authority. And we exercise that authority. I told the resident pastor I want to see so many things in this year. But there must be expressions of our superiority over the devil. And he made a statement on, on Thursday. Um, what we are doing in January is a foundation laying, preparing ourselves for him. And there will be a build-up as we keep on going because God keeps on showing us things. Amen? I want you to have a deep understanding of who you are in Christ. It is one thing to know at the level of the mind. It's another thing to know that you know. That you know that you know. That this thing is there. 
God is very faithful. Very, very faithful. So I'll be talking about this very important subject carefully and wonderfully made. Not for show at the circus, but to show for the glory of God. And these people have I formed for myself, they will show forth my praise. You are to show forth the praise of God. Just before, okay, when I, as I stood over here, I wrote something. If you see yourself in a mirror after you've had an encounter with the Lord, you run away from your own image. Try it. You've done some lengthy moment of prayer and worshiping and you are praising God from his own word. You are fasting. And when you look at yourself in the mirror, you may run away. When you see the kind of eyes you are carrying, you'll be wondering, where is this? Am, I, am I okay? Am I okay? Oh, I have some, some high fever. It's not high fever. You only say low fever. That takes its time to go through your body. Pastor was having a meeting. He was having a meeting online and uh, he was praying. When he came to my office, I just smiled. What I saw was different from the person I knew. When you have an encounter with God, your, 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 your visage changes. And it should not be like Moses' own. That is on and off. Ours must be sustained. And it's not something you are going to borrow from else somewhere. It is on your inside. So that is what we're talking about this morning. My prayer is that the Lord, by his spirit, will make you understand some of these things. Amen. So let, let's look at it. Psalm 139 and verse 14. Can we take it together? I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous words that my soul knows very well. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. When you go down, he will tell you that you, you, were, you were made in a hidden place. I say, God, you to have a place where you go to hide, do strange things. And if you come to understand that the members of your body are numbered, the members of your body are numbered. Not counted, but they are numbered. So when one is missing, he knows which one is gone. When your, your hair, the hairs on your, on your head are numbered. So when number 16 drops, it registers before God that 16 is gone. And then he brings 16 back to life. Numbers are numbered. 
not counted. They are numbered. Help me to number my days. It's not help me to count my days. Make each day of my life extraordinary. That there should be a standard that is lifted over each day of your life. There's something to show for that day. Hmm? How old are you? Okay, okay. When were you born? Day and month. Don't tell me the year. 26 May. How did you know? Who told you? Your mom. You made a mistake. The one that you were not there and you were not believed that one from that time till now. They used to write our date, date of birth on the walls with charcoal in the village. You say, wow, it's not a joke, it's a joke. So if for any reason that part of the building should collapse, you may miss your date of birth. You ask your, your mother, when was I born? It's when some white men came to this so-and-so place. The day they passed through this, and that's when you were born. Where, who are the, those white men? When did they come in here? Those things don't, shouldn't bother you because you were not there. But you see, my mother-in-law did not know, they didn't write any dates. She only knew the year in which she was, she was born. The year, by calculation. Yeah. She came to visit us here. Then I was uh, working with uh, Winners Chapel Ghana in Tema. We're trying to build this. This for the church. So we gave everybody form to fill. In the night, she told God, he gave me this to fill. I don't know the month in which I was born. I don't know the day. Uh -huh. I don't have the date. So this is the thing they said we should. Or be you want to disgrace me. That night, God gave her a date of birth. I think that thing may be in her Bible. There was a Bible that uh, she was using. In a very old Bible. I look at it the other time and I say, I'm going to buy a new one for her. I won't forget. Now, it is inside. Right. The things that God has done for you, what he has made of you, doesn't call for human witness. It calls for your belief in God that he has done this. I have a certificate from Methodist Church in those days. Now, but they, they give me time, 8.30 in the morning. That was when I was born. So my birthday starts at 8.30 in the morning, 24th December, every year. Mm -hmm. You confused me this year. I even forgot the time. I mean, last year, December, you confused me, so I couldn't start the thing on that, that note. But it was a good confusion, amen? It was a good one. Fearfully and wonderfully made. They look at you, they say, this person is going to the left. And then they see you at the right. Every indication was that he will be at the right, but then he went left. There's a force at work in you that takes you from one level to the other to show forth the glory of God. It is inside you. One man of God says something, he said, don't travel abroad to be wealthy. Travel in broad. 
one pastor Simeon of Olabi, I, I, I can't forget that statement he made. The same person said something, there is nothing new under the sun. He said, your case is not new. Your case will not compel God into the library for us. Before the case came, he, were, he had been here. Several of such had come, he knows everything. So we feel uncomfortable telling God about your situation. Now he said you are ashamed because it is not dignifying. Who else will you tell? You cannot tell God. He's the one that made you fearfully and wonderful and has numbered everything about your life. One day, I told God, I said, this thing that you said, ah, we the Holy Ghost will help us to understand properly because if my past are numbered and a part of me is disturbing me, I should be able to ask you to supply that part. And if you have read uh, this man's book, I Saw Heaven by yeah, Leadon. He talked about a place where parts were stored. And God told him that they don't ask for it. They don't. That man's book made me crazy. I don't know why I recovered from that craziness. The truth is this. You are not as simple as you see yourself. That is why if somebody insults you, it should not move you. Because the person does not know you. Hello? They don't know you. They are trying to know you. So they want to describe you to you. To change your thinking about yourself. They don't know you. They don't. You are not empty. You are a person so loaded that if you can allow the Lord to do something new in your life, I asked somebody a question, um, no one today or yesterday at the office. I asked him whether God has stopped creating. And he said, no. Then I said, no, the scripture is not true. Then I asked him a follow-up question. Can the scripture be broken? He said, no. So which, where do we stand now? He said, behold, I'll do a new thing. Is the scripture wrong? It only shows that you don't know yourself. In your constant relationship with him, it begins to show you who you are. He, he causes some things to be unfolded to you and you have to wonder, is me? I should start. I don't even know myself fully. I don't. Somebody's insult must not make you mad. They don't know why God made it that way. Everybody doesn't have a pointed nose. Some of them have my kind of nose flat. Some have very pointed noses that when they are entering their own room, sometimes they, they have accident because they need something. Amen. Are you there? I beg you, understand me. Because um, the way I'm talking, if you don't understand, you go home. You go home. Yeah. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Genesis chapter 2, and verse 7. Can we read that together? 
God formed man from the dust of the ground. And when he was done, he breathed into the man the breath of what? Life. If it is physical molding of man, then all of us should look alike, true or false. It's not a physical thing. How he formed the person, Adam, should have been the same way. All of us should look alike. But we look different. It's something more than that. God formed the man and God put himself in the man. He put himself into the man. He put his breath in the man and the man became a living soul. I've always held this, even though I'm, I'm seeing other teachings going on, that the blood of man came following the breath of God. And from my little experience as a human being, anytime that breath ceases, the blood of the man also ceases to be. Suddenly it becomes light and watery. When the person alive, it is thick, reddish, very powerful. Doctor, when the bread ceases, what happens to the blood? It stops flowing. It loses its energy. Its power is gone. When God put his breath in the man, it was the totality of God that was put into the man making the man an extraordinary person. When he did that one, he commissioned the man to be in charge. Be what? In charge. What God created, the man was to be in charge. How could the man be in charge over something that he didn't understand? It means the man, by the breath of God that went into him, had understanding of everything that God had created. And so he could be in charge. He understood the systems and he was able to control we say have dominion over these things. That is how God created us. So inside the man was such power that he could come up with names for every animal that was created. And God marked everything he did as correct. And the names have been so up till now. And you say the man is ordinary. He is not ordinary. You are not ordinary. You are unique. You are specially fashioned by God. Your understanding is beyond the things that men can talk about. You are not ordinary. You are not. Now, if you watch it, anytime you go into moments of fellowship with God, when you intensify your intimacy with God, your ability to understand things also increases. You pick things very fast. What happened to you? Isn't are you, are you not the same person? But you had an encounter with your source. So you were quickened. The potentials in you begin to work. And they make you function extraordinarily that you can't even understand why you are doing what you are doing. You know, sometimes when I listen to my messages, I ask myself, I'm, my wife, I've asked her several times, who is talking? He said, it is you. I said, me, I said this one. 
When you enter the realms, your realms, your original realms, your original ambience, when you are in the spirit, that's your original ambience. That's where you are supposed to be every time. You are not supposed to visit and come out. The things you do, the natural mind cannot comprehend it. The things you say, it's amazing. I'm having a huge challenge. I have some things I have written. Sometimes when I look at it, I say, no, did I copy this one from somewhere? But I'm not sure if I can come out with such material because it's not my language. It is not. I don't understand. Especially when I enter a place of worship. Oh, having worship like this is the time for me to pick divine signals. I hear the Holy Ghost talk to me. My approach is different. You may see me sit down and be writing, don't be offended. I've entered a realm where my communication with God has been sharpened. I see him around. I hear him. The things that he tells me, I write those things down and you are dancing. Your dancing is very good. I'm not saying don't dance, no. Even when you are dancing, be sensitive because the Lord is talking to you. The children that God has given to us, they are for signs of wonder. They are just wonderful. We must understand them. There's something inside. And those things, we must help them to cultivate, to bring those things out. I'm excited when I see them manifesting like this. I get excited. For our days, nobody took me to church. If not for my uncle that uh, occasionally took me there. I'm fearfully and wonderfully amazed. I may not be seeing the, the fullness of who I am, but it does not change the fact that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I may be sitting on the ground today, but I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. What I carry, the world cannot understand. So let me make myself available to God to see the things I carry. That's when consecration comes in. A time like this, you begin to see your potentials springing forth, showing the glory of God. You are heavily loaded. Bible says we have this glory in earthen vessels. This body, this body that some of you are carried to a point of worshiping the body. Hello? Worship me what? Spend time. Spend money. It's good to look nice. I'm not against that one. Amen. Oh, from my infancy, if you put a dress on me and I don't like it, I'll pull it off. Yes. Yes. Say we are going to church Sunday morning and then you give me dress that I consider as not proper on my body. I'll remove it all. You see, but there's something on your inside. Yesterday night, I looked at the issue of the, I've taught it here before, the coat of many colors. 
God puts something on you that opens doors onto you. The moment you get back to your source and you are energized from your source, doors begin to open onto you in amazing dimensions. And you begin to wonder, but why has it not been so every time? You are the one, you have disconnected. Just stay connected. And let God be the one doing things in your life. You are a strange person. A very strange person. Now, have you read that one? He became a living soul. All right, verse 19, verse 20. Can we read that one? Where were those names? Where did he get the names from? Why did he not make mistake? But God is the one that created the animals. And he gave names. He had an understanding of the mind of God concerning the animals. And gave them names. And God nodded. The correct. So man became a partner with God. And the ceremony after creation. If God is looking for someone to assign responsibilities of honor, you are the one. Because you are made in his image and after his likeness, and you share in his wisdom and depth of knowledge. The names just flowed out of the man like that. You are hippotamous. Pass. 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 As the names were released, that is how it has been till now. And strange thing about it is this. Every language has different names for these animals. And the names mean the same in their different languages. The mystery, eh? You are a mystery. Yet to be uncovered. The day they will uncover you and discover you, that's the day some people's destinies will begin to speak. You are a mystery. Your outwardness is not the issue. It is your inwardness that speaks. Hallelujah. The Lord is faithful. All right, verse what? 20. Read it. It was some theologians have said that Adam knew how to swim. So he went into the sea and the rest of them to name the animals. I don't know that one. He understand. There was nothing called death. No. Their habitat were pronounced by God. God created those things before the, those animals were created. But the man that God spoke to, to name them, had a peculiar insight that was above what people can understand today. 
he gave them names. Whether he went to the sea to give them, I don't want to go there. What I know, the scripture says he gave them names. He said, he made them pass before him. Is it not in your Bible? No, no, let's check, let's check, let's check. Sometimes we forget about, where is it? Yeah, 19. Let's go back to 19. And God did what? He brought them to who? Did he say he took Adam to the sea? He brought them to him. And after the naming, they went to their various places. So what is disturbing us? That we are now bringing in things that are not there in the world. The fish. They were not part. Uh, the fish know they're there. They don't get names. Don't they get, have names? Well, it's not. In, they are not included. When they went to the ark, were they mentioned? Were they mentioned? It means that the the, the guys in the sea there they invaded us. They had no visa and no residence permit. But it's another world altogether. When they show you things in the sea, you'll be amazed. They have their partners on this earth. It's, it's, it's something else. The wisdom of God is amazing. You will see horse inside the ocean. You see, you call him seahorse. He was given a name on earth. It was translated into the waters. I'm not the one saying so. You are the one that says so. You said that when you see hippopotamus on this earth, when you go to the, that place, you will get him there. All manner. They are all in the fish family. It's amazing. Recently, we were talking about something. My wife says you, you go back and start watching um, the, not, not, what? National Geographic. Uh, good. Three things. You understand the majesty of God, the wisdom of God, and he put that breath on your inside. How can you now say that you have no work to do? I don't have work. I went to the university. I got BSc honors. Um, what do they call it? One, one, one. Two, one. First class, second class, upper and lower. Third class, pass, let my people go. Let it be known that they went through the university and we acknowledge their presence. And yet you say you have no work to do. Have you actually visited your locations? Do we have time to go to God, our source, and begin to ask him, is there anything you have put in me that is there to show forth? So this month is a month that things that are hidden in you will begin to show forth.
is a time for you to keep note of everything that God tells you. But it's not as if you just come to church and go away. That you go to pray and say, okay, it is time, Zoom prayer. Everybody is praying. You don't know. So, did the Holy Ghost not show you anything? Didn't he say anything to you? Is it a kohinko or kohinko? There is something in your life that must speak for you. It is all right there. He put it there. It is time for you to allow God help you to uncover those things. They are there in you. You are not just anybody like that. You are extraordinary in nature. The business you are pursuing, what you are doing now, if you can allow the Holy Ghost, you will do extraordinary things. That's who we are. Cheerfully and wonderfully made. Why are we not catching the things the way they should be? It's because we have detached ourselves from our soul. Because I went to read faces. I think faces. So you are using now the human brain want to use faces for a purpose. But there were people who never went to the university and they used faces. What you have come to describe, they didn't call it faces. You are the one calling it faces. They did so many dangerous things. And their names are called and mentioned this moment. They have been dead for long. Why? They allowed the spirit to control their mind and to do a creative work in them. We have to get back to that point. God has given you skills. Skills. I, I know women who never went to learn how to weave hair, this braid hairs or whatever. But they were doing extraordinary things. I don't know now, but some years back, you went to Masi Kajetia. Um, the market area there. There was one story building. I don't know if it is still there. Now, there were women who were sewing up there. You didn't need to be measured. The moment they look at you like this, finished. They will sew the thing and it will fit you complete. It's not as though. They have activated something on their inside that is doing strange things. They look at you like this. Okay, 32, 11, 5. Some other person, they will measure you. When they measure you, say, I, I just breathe in also. Let me bring it out first. You are going to excel in your area of business this year like never before. In the name of Jesus Christ. Because he that created you, who is going to take the honor of the strange things you are going to be doing, is much more ready than you are. It is time to let him have us and do what he wants to do. You are not a regular person. You are a strange one. Hallelujah. Very strange. Very, very strange. You don't do things that people do. You do strange things. So everyone is copying you. They are copying. Right. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. 
Some time ago, I told you something here. What God kept on talking to me about. That remove the human hand. I've, I've mentioned that to you over and over again. And when I was getting ready for this meeting, it came back again. It came back again very strong. Now, when God is doing something in your life, don't allow the human hand to destroy it. Present it. We are going to go through one passage. When I do that one, I will stop. But I've come to understand something. Your language that God gave to you where you were born was not by accident. It is to manifest the glory of God. Why are we pushing away those things? I had one classmate. He's still alive. He was, he's called John Bailey Mills. When you hear his name like this, you think that one or your man is coming. And John is very dark. If I is darker than me, John Bailey Mills. He has fancy name. He refused to use that one. At the time, I didn't have an English name. I put all of them away, so my name was Yao Fusukwachi. But the name I was baptized with was Isaiah. And I didn't use it. So December 24th, 1993, when the Lord began to pepper me with that name, everywhere I went, the name was following me. Somebody was calling me. I had to go back to that name. But he showed me the key meaning of that name. How I wish I could call myself by the key meaning. Somebody said, Isaiah. What's the difference between Isaiah and Isaiah? It's not the same. The human hand. It's not our fault, though. Certain things that happened in life brought us to that level. But the truth of the matter is this. They called you a particular name in the mind of God. That language is his language that he gave to your people. Your practices are not very important. If you follow their practices, you may not even want to be identified with any of them. Because before they born you, there were many fetishes around your area. But you aren't a fetish person. Are you? All those fetish things, they were there before you got born again. And they couldn't stop you from being born again. So what is the problem here? He gave you a name. A human hand. God is never angry with you because you are a black man. It is what God put inside you that God is waiting for you to bring out. You are not inferior. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You have the creative ability that God gave to you. Your hands, strange things are going to be done. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. All right. All right. Let's go to Exodus. Chapter 4 of Exodus from verse 1 down. We'll do a very quick work here because there is something about your life that must begin to speak. Amen. Praise God. 
And Moses answered and said, that is God talked to him in chapter 3. God said he was going to send him. And God talked about the favor he was going to give to the people that he was sending to. And Moses answered God and said, but behold, they will not believe me. Can you imagine? They will not believe me. You have not seen these people for the past 40 years. Go and bring them out. They will not believe me. Eh? They will not believe me, oh, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord has not appeared unto thee. <laughs> Some of you that ran away from ministry, when God spoke to you, you said, How would I convince them that God told me something? Who are you going to convince? Huh? They look into your face and tell God they didn't call you to stop that kind of thing. They told me. How can you, after you have done all these things now, you say, God, 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 God told you. God told you what? Liar. When they say you are a liar, don't worry. Wisdom. What does it do? It's justified by who? His children. The products of wisdom will show that indeed you carry the wisdom of God. Your calling doesn't have any, it doesn't need approval from men. That God called you, I will not tell you you are wrong. I may only advise you. I take your time and deal with God to know exactly what He wants you to do. Because when He's going to call you, He won't call for assembly. But if you're a member of the church and say, God called you, God will also speak to me concerning your calling. So that you won't go and then become a disaster. Because some of you are around, you are in so much of, so much of hurry. I don't know. Some of us are called to help others do the work of God. Be satisfied with that one. I must be called generous here. Uh, who must call you? Call yourself Genovese here now. No big deal there. Just write your name, Gio. Huh. You can call yourself Bishop. Nobody should argue with you. Because you are the one that God called. Amen. All right. God said unto him, What is that in thy hand? They will listen to me, oh. They will say, God, they didn't send me home. God said, what is in your hand? It's not a point of argument. Don't try to prove anything. What is in your hand? A rod. God is not asking him as if he didn't know that there was a rod in his hand. Why should God ask him when God saw that there was a rod in his hand? What was God trying to achieve here? Just like me asking your name. How can I think that I don't know your name? Even though some of you, when you come for interview, you sit before me like this, you may forget your name. Praise God. Then God said to him, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent. 
and Moses fled from before it. His own rod. His own what? Rod. When he presented the rod to God, the rod became something else. And he began to run from it. Became serpent. Cast it to the ground. Submit it to me and to my authority. The time of waiting on God is a time for you to cast yourself to the ground and allow him to infuse you again with his glory. And when you get up, you may be afraid of yourself. The kind of achievements you are going to make after this exercise will make you a wonder even to your own self. In the name of Jesus Christ. There is what you carry. It is on your inside. God said, bring it down. Cast it on the ground. Put it to work. You have some potentials that have been there, dormant. They are there on your inside. Because you don't value those things. You don't value it. You don't. You are very eloquent when it comes to striking deals in business. They tell you, go and sell tomato. Here, pescas in tomato. Tomato, send them to Amenya. How much am I going to make it in tomato business for what, two years, five years? Ah, no, 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 no. But with the potential that you carry, you do extremely well in selling. I don't value it. Somebody, I've told you before, somebody sold and the children continued to sell charcoal. Some of them went to universities. He built, the lady built houses in Kumasi. The children continued. Children's children continued. The charcoal business is, is, is blossoming and the children have their own businesses but they won't let the charcoal thing die. Charcoal. Ordinary bidet. You will see in those days, you will see the woman with her children. All of them had BDA paint everywhere. And then they will be eating without washing their hands. It is you that won't will, will do anything. They ask you, say, can you give me some coin to buy Kose? They slap you first. Because somebody who graduated from the University of Illorin began to sell to fry a Kose Akara. When he said God told him to do that one, people laughed. But the guy did it. I was privileged of God to know that person. That time Bishop George Ajima was the one pastoring the, the church there, the church there in, in Ilori. And when Bishop asked him, Why are you going to sell that thing? He said, On the campus. You are carrying this thing to the campus. And you use them. He said, Yes, God said, Go there. And he began to go there and be selling. And then students started coming in to take contract. What other things? No. He came up with bicycles. The students will collect and then make some commission from that one. And they were enjoying themselves. And that guy did the work. And so many things happened. I don't know what eventually became of the business. But it blossomed. Bought a car. Oh, yes. He was making money. That's why you're hungry. A national service personnel, we called them a person right there, to the north, that was where she was posted to, and saw that a lot of tomatoes over there in the north, and they didn't have palm oil. 
he came from, palm oil was in abundance. So she began to do business. Buy the tool and take down to the invite was a then bender step uh, presently a do and together she did that business and god blessed her and she bought a pickup so by the time the service period was over she was already employed and employing people there's something in you that you need to find out and present it to god lay down and let god breathe upon it afresh and then take it back and begin to do as with that one are you ready for that the rest of the days of fasting, we have entered the sixth day. Is that not so? If you make up your mind that you and the Holy Ghost are going to go into a search, there's something in you. God put that thing there. The scripture says you are complete in Christ. When God made you, you were complete. Everything was inside you. Indeed, even the man, he put his wife inside him. Yes, but you don't want that one. You have your own description of wife, the kind of woman you want to marry. One day, check and check and check and check. You you have you crash you because when she's coming, she comes with her own methods. Wedding, no? Scarcely an hour in bear wedding. Missika, fifty thousand was not me. Yes, not me. Fifty thousand. Yes, me have a friend not me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Because that one is on your inside. is a stranger that you are bringing to the house. Her own partner is somewhere else. Maybe somewhere in Dubai. Your own, you know, in Dubai. You are just here. Bye. Praise God. Okay. And the Lord told Moses, put forth your hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it. And became, it became a rod. Okay. It is his hand he used to put it down. It is the hand he used to do what? To take it back. Can you allow God to begin to use you the way he wants? If you can, then you are ready for a new journey. Nobody is better than you. You are unique. Find out your uniqueness. Find out what... See, you went to school. You, you went there to be educated. There's some kind of training they gave to you. That may not be your area of operation at all. You, you won't make it from there. Hmm? Some people went and read banking and finance. They didn't employ them to the banks. They employed someone who read history. Because when they put some figures together, they asked you, you couldn't, you couldn't solve it with your banking and finance certificate. <coughs> BSC, banking and finance. They asked you one question about, about finance, you couldn't answer. Somebody read Bible knowledge. Because he has the aptitude. They saw it and they, they encouraged him to become on board. He came on board and they began to train him. So where is your own? 
When we are talking, you have a laminated certificate. Banking and finance. Not working. Don't throw your hands into the air and say, Lord, I'm finished. No. There's something inside you there. Amen. If I had known that I was going to become a minister of the gospel, what I was told some years back, I would have accepted it. Professor Dixon looked at me at the University of Ghana and said, I want you to take religion as a major. I said, no. No. I don't know what he saw. He tried to press and press and press. I said, no. One day God said, you are tired. Sit down. You are tired where? Sit down. Now I began to sell my books. To buy books. But what I learned was not in vain. So whatever you went to school with is not in vain. That may not be where you have been called to. Stop disturbing government that there are no jobs. You are a job already. There must be a revolution that came from here. A what? Revolution. Otherwise, our prayers and the things that we are doing, our fastings may be useless. Please, be sensitive. Allow God to talk to you. And when he talks to you, write it down. Write it where? Down. And then keep on praying concerning it. Remember the prayer Pastor Roland led us on? Begin to speak out what God has said about you and then see it happen. Right. Let's jump over some scriptures. You are reading up to verse 17. Right? Now Moses was trying to confuse God. He says, uh, Moses said, I'm not eloquent. What has the eloquence got to do with different people who are in captivity? I'm not eloquent. Neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto my thy servant. Uh, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. One pastor that I know, very diligent one, but he was because of that one, they wouldn't give him certain position in ministry. I don't know where they got it from. Some of you know the person. When I call his name, you will know. He wanted someone who will be shouting. That is not ministry. That's not ministry. How do you judge someone because the person is not speaking? Benny, he had a problem. Not a problem. By the time you finish one, sent one word or one sentence, you'd have gone to eat and come back. And then he said, Oh Lord, my Lord, my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou will send. And God's anger was kindled against Moses. The Lord says something in verse 12. And I used that one for several years, praying for certain people. He said, Now therefore go. And I will be with thy mouth 
and teach thee what thou to say. If God gives you any assignment, stop asking him that. Don't, don't tell him you're not qualified. Who is qualified? Huh? One of my friends said, if they told me that you are born again, I will accept it. But that you are going out to be a pastor, I said, it's a lie. He said, but you, you also you know that's a lie. I said, I thank God that you are not God. I thank God that you are not God. Your past is not important. It is your encounter with God that makes you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Satan has settled on you that you never make it in life. But you are going to be a shining star. Your light will keep on shining. It will keep on shining. It will keep on shining. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, and thou shalt speak unto him. That was a problem he had. Get me somebody else who is eloquent. God gave him Aaron. Aaron became his undoing in life. The ministry of Moses suffered because of Aaron. Aaron. Well, God said to him in verse 17, And thou shalt take this rod in your hand, wherewith you shall do sign. That gift God has put in you is what you must press on. He said you will take that gift, that word I spoke to you, with that you will do sign and wonder. I learned my lesson the one that God taught me. Somewhere in 1980 something. I was in a taxi with two Catholic ladies. They were doing this, their fasting. What do they call it? Lent, Lent, huh? No, fasting. I knew one of them. So I was going to church. And then they also were going to their own. So I, I happened to be, be hemmed in by the two women. The Rosalind, then um, um, they, they have one book where they have um, it's scriptures, sayings of Christ. No, I've forgotten the name. So inside that vehicle, taxi, me, I sat down there and I was asking, what are they, who are they fasting? All these ones that they are praying, what are they praying? What are they? I was talking to myself. Then the Holy Ghost now asked me, who made you a judge? What do you know? Oh, you see, in fact, the Lord dealt with me in the taxi so much so that when I I got to the place where I was uh, to get down. I, I couldn't see it. The driver, we passed, we went far. The driver said, but you said you were going to get down to so another place. I said, okay, let me get down here. I had to now pay extra money to get to that junction then go to the church. And when I got there, I told them, I said, look, this is what the Lord told me to come and teach. But today, I'm going to tell you something. This is what I suffered. Don't ever judge anybody. Because you are not the Holy Ghost. 
you are not the Holy Ghost. Now, the person who heard yesterday a change in the night and asked God to forgive him. Why are you also going about as a judge? You are passing sentence over everybody. Everybody is wrong except you. You cannot get your potential sharpened with that attitude. Sitting on the throne of Moses, you are passing judgment. You are not scrolling ghosts now. If you are not sure of the person, intercede for the person. Ask the Lord, guide this person. He has a zeal. Let his zeal not be wasted by the enemy. Guide him and all that. And that will be okay for you. I used to condemn some people, but that experience shut me down completely. Completely. Don't do it. If you have been doing that thing, stop. Stop talking about men of God anyhow. The man is not anointed. They say he's the head of, head of whatever. What's anointing? Do you know what anointing is? When you see anointing going, will you know him? Huh? What is your definition of anointing? Are you not anointed too? If you are not anointed, you're not born again. You are not born again. The only thing is that you are not working on your anointing. Somebody else is working on his anointing. Fasting and praying. Fasting for prophets. No choir. Was winning bright prayers and anointing. No bank. Consultation fee. Five thousand. No more year to now. Now, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm complete in Christ. Complete. There is nobody in this world who is better than you. Nobody. You have equal potential to make it in life. To determine to lay down the potential that he has given to you and allow the Lord to breathe on that one again. By the time we'll be done with the fasting, we will do some prayers and an impartation. Whatever grace God has put in you to begin to find expression in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ whatever. And he never left anyone without grace, without giftings. Everybody has a gift. You have to nurture the gift and let it grow. And you are going to show for the glory of God. Hallelujah. When you hear somebody speaking in tongues and you can, their tongues are heavy, keep up your own. That is just one syllable. Very soon it will grow. It will do what? Yes, the boys and girls will also grow to become men and women. They didn't begin the way you, you look at them today. Yesterday, uh, Thursday, pastor was talking about, um, the person he was talking about was Dr. Edebo. You consider, if you see his experiences in prayer and fasting, 
and you are working under him, he say no, no more fasting. You disgrace yourself. Oh. He can just call you. Oh, hello, Fosu, how are you? I'm, I'm fine, sir. What month are we in? As if he doesn't know. He said, we are in July. Okay. So, how many days have you fasted so far from January till now? He said, sir, sir, sir. <laughs> he will tell you, Fosu, you have not been fasting. You want me to repeat myself? You heard me very well. So go and fast and pray. That is the key to unlock the potentials that you have on your inside. Don't let anything put you away from exercising yourself before the Lord. Praise God. No matter my state, I must join you to a certain point. When I'm tired, I talk to your pastor. Tell him, this one, I'm going to fast at 12 o'clock. And sometimes, the 12 o'clock, I'll go to 3 o'clock. But when I want to do my own fasting, you will not be able to go with me. By all means, no matter what it is, by all means, get involved. Get involved. You are not doing that one for anybody. It is you and your God. Keep on doing it. Your labor of love will not be in vain. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you. The rest of the session is going to be very terrific. I know he will not pass you by. The Lord is going to touch you again. In the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you for listening to this message. You can also enjoy our messages on Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and all other podcast platforms. Visit us at Dominion Chapel International, the special place near the XGI building, Shashi Accra. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive more life-impacting teachings by our seasoned ministers of the gospel every single week. You can also follow DCI, the special place, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Always remember that God loves you.